You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Bear and Balance. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer for Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the editor of that fine website, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. Lester, did we see the last game of Justin Fields in a Chicago Bears uniform? You're just starting right off the right at the top here. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to give you something. I'm trying to uh, last show, trying something a little different, trying to throw one at you. It really feels that way, and and you know we've talked about it a lot. It's 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 gonna suck because you know we're fans, you know, and that's that's what we are first and foremost. We're fans of the Bears. We're fans of Justin Fields, and it just seems like the writing's in the wall and. You know, if if flu stays, which it really looks like they're leaning that way, I'd rather than just run it back because I don't want to give a new rookie quarterback to him and, and any regime he brings in here because we've seen this story before. You know, we've seen the it, movie before. We've seen it before. This is just a, 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 a sequel with different characters. It's just like it's not going to work out, but this is what it looks like they're going to do. I'm guessing Getsy will be gone at some point. We'll shoot you those news. That breaking news at some point, it's got to happen. They can't bring Getty back. If they bring Getty back and they let Fields go, they're basically saying it was all Fields' fault. That would really, I mean, we'll get over it. Fans will get over it. The players will get over it. But oh my God, that would be, that's the worst case scenario of this whole thing. It would be a tone deaf organization for yes. sure, if nothing else. So, all right, well, we'll get into that more either tonight in the off season. I mean, it, you know, I'm sure there, I'm sure Bears fans will come to a consensus on what the right decision <laughs> is. And there will be no arguments that everybody yeah, will hold geez. hands and sing kumbaya. But uh, we start this show off in the trenches, trench tribute, final one of the year. And honestly, yeah, a tough one, Lester, because. Not a lot of highlights for the trenches. They ba- Bears basically got dominated this game. Yeah, it was. It was a, a dominating performance. That they only lost by a score, technically, but a dominating win by the Packers. Brutal. Trench tribute. I'm going rookie Darnell Wright. Of, of all the offensive linemen, he seemed to have the, the best, most consistent game. Again, no one was very good on either side of the trenches. But, but if we're going to go uh, anyone, I, it's kind of maybe it's a season-long thing, kind of like, you know, hell of a job, Darnell Wright, as a rookie right tackle to come in and just do it. And, uh, you know, he is a one of the few bright spots this season for the Bears. So I got to go with the rookie. Yeah, I like that, particularly as a season award, right? Yeah. Like, you know, no one on that offensive line necessarily deserves a lot of flowers on this one. But uh, as a season award, we've talked about Darnell Wright a lot. I think he's been highlighted in this space. I don't know, maybe 50% of the shows. Yeah. That's how much we like him. Um, you know, he's been consistent. He's been steady. He's improved over the, I said he's consistent and he's improved, but like he's been there and he's improved over the year. Yeah. Um, and, and I just, 
you see the premium traits, you see why he was picked up so high uh, and, and why Ryan Pulse felt so good about pulling the trigger to bring him in uh, with a, with a top draft pick. Absolutely love that. Again, I didn't, you know, there's not a lots of love about that particular game from anybody oh, on the yeah. offensive line, defensive line, not much better. I thought they got dominated too. Um, I was just going to give a little love to DeMarcus Walker for getting a sack. Uh, it was really one of the only bright spots from that defensive line. Uh, it weren't even a lot of pressures. Nope. And so it was, it was really hard to choose from there, but he got home. And I think that once, once that position opened back up for him to get more reps on the field after uh, any Kangakwe got hurt, he seemed to play a little better than he had before that injury. And so I'm going to give a little love uh, to Demarcus Walker here at the last, last week of the year. He's a good football player. I mean, he's a nice rotational piece. He's not a guy you're expecting to count on and come in and, and dominate at all. Monta Sweat is that guy. The Bears are going to look for a dude in the offseason. Somehow, some way, they got to get someone opposite him. Walker, though, he'll be in the mix. He can play the interior for you a little bit as well. So good football player. That's a good pick there for the uh, for the final trench tribute there. Well, let's let's just roll right rolling into, right rolling right into Twitter. No, not wasting any time. So let's start with your tweet of the week. What did you have? So Sam Monsoon, who is uh, Pro Football Focus, he is at PFF underscore Sam. Uh, he tweeted out something about Jalen Johnson. He said the passer rating when targeting Bears corner Jalen Johnson is thirty three point three for the whole season. Pretty damn good. The passer rating when you're just throwing the ball in the dirt fifty times in a row would be 39.6. Jalen Johnson had a fantastic season for the Chicago Bears. He actually just mentioned it about an hour or so ago on, on a 670 score. Seems like a deal's going to get done. He's pretty confident something's going to happen here. The Bears can't let this guy go. You know, I know there was a lot of talk up and down about, oh, they've got a couple young guys they can just slot in that place and then fill them in and not spend the money on Jalen Johnson. No Pay Jalen Johnson, bring him back. Terrell Smith is fine. We kind of saw him get abused against the Packers. You know, Tyree Stevenson is is is, is the of the two. He's he's the other guy. You got three pretty good guys, one all pro level guy, and a couple other guys there. That, that that's a good that's a good start for your secondary. Yeah, just to break that thing down a little bit, the, the idea of dirting the ball 50 times and having a higher uh, passer rating, you might be like, what are you, how is that even possible? Yeah. Well, one of the components of, of, of quarterback rating is interception percentage. So yeah. that's where all of those points are for dirting the ball 50 times. Now I could probably dirt the ball 50 times in a row if, if an NFL team was willing to let me do it. I don't, I wouldn't trust myself throwing it you know, down the field, I would get picked off and I would lose that, those points. So I think that's where the points are is the interception, per, yeah. you know, you would have a zero inter, uh, interception percentage, but that's the point is uh, when, when teams have thrown and targeted at Jalen Johnson, he has picked the ball off enough to where that part of the quarterback rating against him is, is very low. Um, they're not getting a lot of points for that. They're not putting up touchdowns on him. They're not putting up a high completion percentage. They're not getting a lot of yards on him. And so that number is incredible. And I, you know, one of the other, uh, what I mean, it was Benjamin Solak had a, his all pro vote, which he doesn't have one, but he's just saying, here's my all pro team. And he had Jalen as his uh, first team all pro corner. And I would imagine that there's probably going to be quite a few writers that yeah. are going to see statistics like this. And they're going to say, Oh, well, yeah, this this guy should. <laughs> I probably should vote for this guy, right? It's very difficult to watch 
all 32 teams and to know all of the players and to be able to really do this. So I, I do think that voters on those kinds of things do pick up on, on stats like this um, to help them fill out their ballot. And so it would not surprise me if Jalen does come out of this year as a first team or minimum second team um, all pro corner, which is only going to help him at the negotiation table. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was the stingiest corner to, to throw against. I mean, he had an outstanding year. You know, the the one knock on him, of course, was turnovers. He got some turnovers this year. They got to pay this dude. I mean, they got to bring him back. You know, I don't care who the head coach is, who the D, the DC is. Jalen Johnson's got to be one of your building blocks. Yeah, you, you can always use a good corner. I mean, yeah. that's it's not like a coach is going to come in here and be like, I don't like this guy. Yeah. Oh, this guy that shut down opposing wide receivers doesn't fit my scheme, right? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. This is this is the dude. You got to lock him up. I'm right. All right, let's move on. And I think it's Sam Monson, not Monsoon, but I Monson? I think you should okay. pitch that as like his Monson, like alter yeah. ego. You know, yeah. that'd be cool. The like Sam the Monsoon. I love it. Um. All right, Jack Silverstein, who's who's our guy uh, at Reed Jack. He he's been kind of on this a little bit on on the Twitter machine on the head coaching thing. He's not very happy with with Coach Everflus, and you know, every any time that Jack agrees with me, you know, I I, I, I gotta love it a little bit. Yeah. So he says two years, ten and twenty four record. Uh, he says three divisional wins, but it's only two, right? Two divisional wins, zero and four against the Packers. Didn't develop a unique quarterback. Uh, two t- two top assistants resigned or left, um, and uh, and ha- he has the nerve to talk about foundation. So this yeah. was quoting uh, the the last presser from from Matt Everflus, where he was talking about you know hey we think the ever you know the foundation is set we think everything looks good and you know it's just take a step back and you know what are you talking about here? So I did want to like wanted to pitch this to you. What about what Matt Everflew said is correct? And what about what Matt Everflew said is just like bonkers and there's no way that he should go there? A lot of coach speak from him in his, in his postseason presser. And it was, I mean, look, the culture's fine. But we're talking about professional athletes, okay? I would be more surprised if there wasn't a good locker room. I mean, that's that's what you're trying to. You're trying to bring in good guys. I mean, that's who who he's he's drafted in two years. They put a premium on character, you know. So they're drafting guys they feel are high character. His free agent pickups are are high character. The guys he retained from the Ryan Pace era, good character. So so, yeah, there's a nice foundation here, you know, but that's 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 ryan poles that's kudos to ryan poles the gm i think anyone they bring in is going to have a pretty good locker room because that's the that's the guys that poles is looking for that's who he wants he he has a premium on that he understands that he values that so i'm with you man fluce has got to go he's just it's, come on man like what are the bears doing here i just don't understand well you know i, th- I think about this metaphor analogy whatever and you know what's the first thing you do particularly if you're building in the midwest you're building a house in the midwest you dig a hole right and that was last year you dig a hole and then you pour a foundation now the people that dig the hole and pour the foundation aren't always the people that frame the house and throw the roof on it and furnish it and you know make it lovable space right and so they're <laughs> just establish that for a second that the Maybe you can say, yes, he 
was able to coach an NFL team through a year where they were clearly digging the hole. And he kept the team together of a, of a locker room full of professional athletes that, you know, that this general manager has hand selected and, and for character. And that's clearly been a driving issue uh, for, for Ryan Poles. And he's been able to, to lay the foundation. Okay. That does not mean that this coach is, is the right guy to, to take it to the next step. And that's, that's where I'm at. I, I think that Ryan Poles should feel like he built a team that should be sitting in the playoffs that, that wouldn't even be needed yesterday yeah. to, to matter because this, this team was good enough in a weak conference uh, in a division that had some openings in it and uh, against in a schedule that was w- one of the weakest in the league by any, by strength of schedule, by, uh, you know, DVOA that of the offenses and defenses that they face, anything you look at, this was a bottom five schedule. And for the bears to finish seven and 10 against the bottom five schedule with some pretty good players. Um, I just don't see how that's anything positive for this coaching staff. Yes, I, I agree. It's just, uh, it's just, it, we're speechless. Cause, cause we, we, like you said, we had it pegged. We knew this bears was going to be a pretty good team. The roster was better. You know, it should have been a playoff team and then they just couldn't get it done. You know, it's too many mistakes along the way. And the fact that, I mean, here we are, Black Monday is pretty much almost over now. There've been some head coaches announces fired. Some GMs have been let go. You know, there are some teams making moves, but yet, you know, coach Eberflus is in with his exit meeting with his players, along with GM Ryan Poles, instead of, you know, having his interview first, which that blows me away. How could you have the head coach in there when you're having a player in interview and your their exit interviews? Wouldn't you want to know how they feel about the head coach on the way out the door? They're not going to say that during these interviews. Flus is supposed to have his meeting with management midweek. I'm guessing we'll hear something at some point Wednesday. Who knows? But yeah, just it seems like I mean, he, he's it seems like he's back. And what do you do here? What what is the point of this? I don't get it. I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time understanding it. I'm having a hard time how you get from all different angles, why this is the guy that you want to bring back. This is the guy that you believe in. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, it's not official yet, so we'll see, yeah. but you know, it's a, you know, their process is bears process is the bears process. They, they just, they're sort of on their own timeline always. Right. They're not going to jump out. They're not going to try to be the first, first team to hire. Like they're just, they're just going to do their thing. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if it works out. And if we if we get some if we get some good news, maybe we'll pop on with an emergency podcast later this week. But otherwise, um, might crawl in a hole. So yeah. <laughs> let's let's move on to our stat of the week. Caught up in the numbers game. We teased a little bit. I haven't shared with you. You know, we haven't shared with each other exactly what it is. But um, I think we're talking the same language. So why don't you Why don't you start us off? So so my number this week is seven point two. And that is the average gain per offensive play from the Packers. Okay, so to give that a little perspective, when I saw it, I'm like, okay, that seems like a pretty big number, but you know, I'm not really sure. So Brad Spielberger was on the postgame show last night with uh, with Brett with uh, Bill Zerman uh, for us, and and Brad Spielberger mentioned that that number, seven point two, usually equates to about thirty five points a game. Of course, the Packers did not score that many points, but you know, they had the one drive that ended in a missed field goal. 
They had the weird play at the end of the half where they got no points out of that. And then they had the, the, the fumble. So they left some points in the board here. I never felt that game was the Bears had a chance. As close as it was the whole game, the Packers dominated that game. It was such a weird game, especially when I watched it again today. You know, the Bears started off nice. They got a field goal. They stopped the Packers, and you're like, wow, maybe this could be. But then, you know, it just it never happened. You know, just uh, the Packers dominated that whole game. Well, and, and they uh, ran out the clock at the end, and they were in field goal range. Six-minute drive, yep, yep. Right, right, six-minute drive to kill it. So so here's here's where I'm going with my stat. When I watched the game, I was like, how many times did the Bears touch the ball? And and here's so here's how it relates to what your stat is. The Bears had six offensive possessions. Six. Yeah. The Packers had seven. The one that was, you know, the set their seventh was the one that ended the game. So they had it at the end of both halves. That's why you know the, the Packers had one more. So if you take that, you know, expectation of 34 points, well, that's because a normal NFL game, you get about 12 possessions, 11 or 12 possessions. That's that's sort of what it evens out to. And so that that's that's why um, that 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 uh, is so different. But but then you look at the yards gained, 432 for the Packers to 192 for the Bears. And again, part of that is just like not a lot of possessions. Part of it was uh, a lot of running plays, not a lot of penalties. I think it was one on each side. They yeah. only had the one turnover, they had the one missed field goal. So it's just there. There just weren't a lot of possessions, and then the clock just kept running the whole game. So that game was over fast. Yeah. The reason why you're saying, and I'm saying, and I think a lot of people saw the same thing, that this was just a dominating performance by the Packers was that, you know, they, they had the, not that many possessions, 432 yards in seven yeah. possessions, and that and they were going in at the end there. Some missed opportunities, but like they just controlled both lines of scrimmage. And when you do that, like it just feels dominating and that's why yeah. you build up front. And so I, to me that like I was, when you watch it and you, you kind of felt like, man, it's just what's ha-? like, it just doesn't feel right. Like you just haven't seen enough football. And then you go back you're like, Oh yeah, they, they only had six possessions. Yeah, it was brutal. I, I actually tweeted out some of the stuff about the numbers, the, the 432 total yards, um, the Packers had that was the most the Bears have allowed since the Chiefs game earlier this year. And of course, Chiefs have a pretty good offense. The Packers off- offense is, is is pretty good, but it, it's not at that level. And then the the 192 the Bears managed on their side, that's the fewest yards they've had since Justin Fields' first start against the Cleveland Browns in the Matt Nagy era when he was sacked a bazillion times. So if this is truly the bookend on, on on what we're happening here with with this with this his career, that's a rough way to go out. It does seem like it's the bookend uh, and let, rolls us right into the Fields report. So Justin Fields, eleven of sixteen for one hundred and forty eight yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, five sacks for thirty one yards, lost eight runs for twenty seven yards. Um. I thought that even despite the stat line against Atlanta, that was one of the best games I saw Justin Fields play. Not a lot of turnover, no turnovers here. So there, there is that, but this was one of the most underwhelming performances that I think Justin Fields has had this year for sure. He was like eight of nine in the first half, right? With, uh, and then and throughout through three quarters, 
he was also age of nine. So it was like, you know, I, I saw a lot of stuff right about social media, how, how the, the game plan was really um, unbalanced, you know, too, too many runs, not enough passes, but you mentioned it five sacks. So there's five more pass attempts. He had eight runs, which I think four of them may have been scrambled. So it wasn't like it was that off kilter as far as the run pass ratio, you know, he was just getting pressured and he was pressured pretty much, you know, I didn't see the, 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 the total numbers, but rewatching the game again, a lot of pressure, um, those five sacks, they were guys in his face right away. Tevin Jenkins had a rough game. You know, the whole line had a rough game. And, you know, it, it usually it's him sometimes making some of these, these mistakes, but there, there's nowhere to go with the ball. I haven't looked at the All-22 yet, but, you know, some of the concepts from Luke Getze, you know, the hots aren't there. They're not presenting themselves quick enough to him. And then even, even some of the routes are like, why are they – why is everyone across the board not looking until they're, you know, 10, 15 yards downfield? You know, that's just, I mean, again, Luke Getze is, is in over his head here and Fields can only do so much. And, but, but like you said, it wasn't a very good game from him and it's, 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 it's things. Yeah. I think all things can be true. He can kind of have, have had a down day and he wasn't helped out by the coaching or, or anything yeah. like that. The offensive line had a rough one. We'll probably get into that here in a little bit. Um, yeah. I just, just overall, I mean, there is a, there is a real chance that this is the last fields report that we do on this show. Right? I mean, that, that is a, it's, it's a real thing. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not saying what I think, you know, I would do or what should happen or anything like that. Everybody's taking a camp. At, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I'll say it right here. You want to lay out a plan that says we're going to bring in a guy that we think really fits Justin Fields. We want to trade out of this pick because we're not in love with these quarterbacks, which would be surprising, but like, but we're not in love with them. We love the leadership. We want to trade down and we want to like have more picks to build this team and continue to build uh, the Chicago bears in that way. We feel like we have our leader um, uh, in, in fields, but we just need coaching that, that really helps him. Um, I'd be excited. You tell me that, you know, Hey, we're going to, we're going to start fresh. We're going to go hire an offensive coach and we're going to go get one of these top two quarterbacks and, and we're going to move on for Justin. It just didn't work out. It is, you know, it sucks. It is what it is, but it just didn't work out. I'll be excited. You can talk me into that. There's some scenarios you can't really talk me into. And it starts with retaining this coach. Um, so like, I don't have this, like, I'm not going to take a side on the, Fields got, you know, Fields has to stay or Fields has to go because I think that you can sell me on a sound plan to build out this team around one of these guys that you have the option to do that with. And, and you have to trust that Ryan Poles makes that decision that's best for this franchise. Um, but if the Bears just go and do the exact same thing that they've always done, I just, I don't, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I mean, it's, it's 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 brutal out there on social media, you know. And um, talk radio. I mean, fans are just, they're just mad. They're mad about this whole situation. They're dug in about their their love for their their favorite player or their hatred for their favorite player or, or, or for Fields. It's like it's a, a huge divide. And you know, Caleb Williams is kind of getting a lot of strays here from fans because they he's the guy that's going to come in and replace their guy. You know, it's I don't know, man. It's it's I'm with you. I can see a path regardless which way they go but keeping flus keeping getsy please good my god he's got to go 
that's the worst case scenario. But if it's Fluce with a new OC and new offense and a rookie, I think that's how we're headed here. I mean, it's not the worst case scenario, but it's not what I would do. No, and it's almost des- almost surely destined to <laughs> repeat the cycle once again. Yeah. When we're a year or two later and, you know, okay, well, that didn't work out. Boy, who would have saw that coming? Well, let's see yeah. if we can get somebody in to, to work with this young kid. Hopefully yeah. establish himself like, like a Justin Herbert right away. If that's the route they go, you know, establishes himself right away. is like, this is a legit guy. Like everybody wants to coach him. It's yeah. a desirable landing spot. So that, that's what you kind of hope for. So, all right, uh, let's take a quick break. And on the other side of this, we're going to do everybody's favorite segment, the three bears. Stick with us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Lester, three bears, hot bowl of porridge, cold bowl of porridge, and just right. I kind of found these categories a little tough. Maybe it's just because, like, you're at the end of the year. You're trying to, like, well, what are my expectations for these guys? What are my expectations for this team anymore? Um, But hot bowl of porridge, let's start there. I I did come up with a couple. So what did you you say? Uh, I'll be honest. I did not have my hot bowl guy until we hit play on the show pretty much i mean i i was going through the game like who has performed higher better than what we had thought they would and for the game i don't think anyone did but i'm gonna go special teams i'm gonna go cairo santos went perfect in the game which is great you know you can't do better than perfect so i guess you got to give him kudos for that but 35 field goals made is a new chicago bears record so Again, we're talking about a little season-long uh, kudos here. So perfect in the game, 35 made field goals. Plus, I think he hit a uh, he hit an incentive bonus where he made a little extra coin in his pocket this week. So kudos to Cairo Santos, longtime bear, hopefully, and, and <laughs> lead this team to, uh, to, to, to some titles at some point because he's been their best guy all year. <laughs> I, yeah i mean in some ways he really has been been the bright spot i he and he also got the bank shot he got mm-hmm. a doink went in I, I i really thought that things have changed i'm like oh my god one day after the double doink the anniversary of the double doink here it is the a single doink in the bear's favor this is it but of course it sounded different too right well you think this was like the cold or like what, what happened there because it, it, was, it was like such a weird thud from the other doinks that we've heard around the league i don't know where they i think the it's a, i think it's a cbs thing cbs has different it might it might be it might, it cbs using microphones from the 70s yeah. i don't know yeah. <laughs> uh it, it sound different which i found found funny i thought maybe it was the cold but uh yeah it slid in there that was nice a little bank shot loved it all right i actually also went special teams um and I, I, uh, I got, I got Bayless Jones. <laughs> I was Obviously. close to Bayless. He was the other guy I was thinking about. Yeah. Kick returns, man. Like he, like, I mean, he didn't break one, but you know, a little extra added yards on, on the returns and like, he's got some juice back there. I know he's not doing well in the offensive side of football, but 
uh, you know, for for kick returns, he's looked pretty good. And, and it's admittedly that's not a great hot bowl of porridge to give out on the final week of the year. But I, I don't know. It, he's got juice, man. He averaged twenty eight point five, I think, uh, per return. That's good. But it, it tells you though how the game went. Though we both had to go special teams for our hot bowl this week. That kind of shows exactly where we are both as a in our headspace as as Bears fans this week. So. Uh, I'm, no Patrick Scales mentioned so far for the long snapper for putting him on the money, but there's still two more categories here. So yeah, we'll you see. never know. You never know. <laughs> All right, <laughs> flip it around. Cold bull porridge, a uh, guy that you know you're a little disappointed with. I hate to do it to him because he's one of my favorite bears, but Tevin Jenkins had a rough game. Um, he gave up at least two sacks that I saw. Uh, there was another one that was kind of on a stunt. I haven't, had, like I said, I haven't had the all twenty-two yet to go back and dive into it, but. He's got at least two from the TV copy that I saw that it looked like they were going to be his. He had a rough game. And and to his credit, he tweeted out um, earlier today, you know, my worst game at the worst time. I'm sorry, Bears fans. It happens. You know, he's, he's still one. He's still my guy. I, I'm still a big fan of Tevin Jenkins. I think he's going to be, uh, you know, hopefully stays healthy. And again, one of these building blocks going forward. But rough game from Jenkins. I, honorable mention. Dan Feeney, I know a lot of us are like, man, let's see Feeney. How, how much worse can it be? It could be worse. Turns out it could be worse. Yes, exactly. So uh, I had interior offensive line. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so I, you know, that was uh, one that I wanted to make sure we talked about. You know, I think, uh, I think Jenkins just had a baby. So maybe yeah. there was a little bit of personal life distraction that was happening in his, his life. Not an excuse, just, just, you know, stating facts and they are human beings. Right. Thing, things do happen. So it may have been part of it. Um, I wanted to make sure that I w- took the opportunity to give Luke Getze one final cold bowl of yeah. porridge on the way out. Yeah. I know it's not in the spirit because we expect it from him, but I still am going to serve him up cold bowl of porridge because that guy sucks. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm just, I, I just had to. Yeah. And then I, I, I do think that and this is one of my favorite bears it may have been his last game. And again, like there's some, there's some guys here, the last games potentially here. Uh, but but Eddie Jackson, I, I just, oh. Eddie Jackson just missed some tackles, looked a little out of it, beaten coverage once or twice. And just uh, Eddie Jackson did not have his best game as a Chicago Bear. And unfortunately, I think that may have been his last game. Seems that way. I mean, the money he's due, it's uh, they can save a ton getting rid of him. He's, you know, 30, 31 now. So yeah, it's, uh, it's probably time to move on from Eddie Jackson. You know, he had a nice run, but all things come to an end. And it seems like Cody Whitehair's end is here, too. I mean, he uh, yeah. he had some comments after the game where he was talking about the Bears in the past tense. You know, they, like, they will be good next year. It's like, okay, that's that's telling. So I mean, he knows, you know, I mean, maybe maybe he'll retire. You know, maybe the 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 wear and tear of, of life in the NFL just got to him. And he's never had been the same player. So, I mean, if it's possible, that's, he just may decide to hang him up. I think that's what it is. I, I could be wrong. And these guys, you know, they have the love of the game. They may want to bounce around. You know, it, Kyle Long, I think he didn't he take a full year off and then try to come back, right? Like, I mean, there, there's there's precedent for this where yeah. you maybe just want to let your body heal and, and try to come back at a different time. Because he's not old, especially yeah. for offensive linemen. Like, he, he could probably build himself back up and try to get back on the field. But, you know, he, he had a 
quite a big contract from the Bears. Obviously, he's not going to walk away from that. Tried to get through the season. Just not the same player. You would assume the Bears would would make that cap saving move this year, what they weren't willing to do here, you know, this coming year that they weren't willing to do this year. And then maybe he changes, you know, okay, all right, now what do I do? Do I take care of my body? Do I try to like hook on for kind of like, you know, lesser money or league minimum type money? You know, I, I, it'd be interesting because he's made the money, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that, like, that's, that's kind of the, the point here is he's done well. He's made the money. Like what, what drives him? Does he want to try to like get himself back to finish out the way that he wants to finish out his career? I mean, I, I love legacy stuff. I think that stuff's important. It's interesting you know, white hair looked like he was on a path to being one of the better interior offensive linemen in Chicago bears history. And then just sort of got hurt a few times and just kind of derailed that high level of play that we were starting to expect from him. And, you know, that that's really kind of fallen off. I don't think he's going to necessarily make any top 100 bears list or anything like that at this point. So, um, not a, not a great graceful end for, for, for his, his tenure here, but like a really good solid player and, and, and certainly worth just like remembering and talking about is in, in good terms. So um, be interesting to see what he ends up doing. You know, there's another bear where we talk about how the bears didn't do the player any favors, you know, bouncing around so much positions. Yeah. Yes. Some guys can do it. Some guys can thrive at it, but, but center was all obviously a problem with him. And, you know, can you imagine how his career would have been differently had it just kind of been your guard and that's always where he's been. He was just your, you know, eight years at left guard. I mean, I, I think his career would have been much better. Yeah. He made a pro bowl at center one year, but I think, you know, his, his position was always going to be guard and it just, it never happened. You know, he, he, he played all three interior spots throughout his career and it just kind of, uh, wasn't able to kind of just hone in on one thing. I know that no one likes me to say this, but that was a team record pro bowl choice. Like that was, it was not his level of play versus yeah. other centers in, in the conference. Like they're, they're better centers. And, and again, I'm not trying to like downplay it cause it's a career achievement and it's, it's well-deserved because he's a, he was a good player on a good team. He deserves to go to the pro bowl. But if you're just evaluating center play, he wasn't one of the best centers in the, in the, in the league at that time. So no. that's just, it is what it, he would have been a better guard. He's got more, much more guard traits that's where he should have been and just yeah. should have left, left him alone. So I will die on that Hill. <laughs> that, is, that is one that I have been talking about for years and yeah. I, 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 I can't, I can't be moved off of it. So, uh, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about the just right bowl. Um, did you come up with anybody for that? Yeah, just right. You look on the defense side of things and, 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 you know, linebacker TJ Edwards, you know, 10 tackles. He ended the season with 155 on the year. You know, he's just around the ball. You know, he, he had a stretch there the last few games where he did, wasn't picking up the huge tackle numbers. But when you watch the, the film, he's around the ball every time. So he's active. He, he's He's got his hands on a lot of uh, interceptions, tip balls. He's always around the football, and good things happen to guys who play like that. And he doesn't have the, the elite combine numbers, but good football instincts. Um helps him out and and he's just one of those players where you expect he's going to produce for you and again a chicago guy from the area wanted to be with the bears you know ryan poles targeted him early he was the first player signed in free agency good pickup by the bears here and you know he, he's going to be here for the next few years yeah, i think he's one of those players that actually like 
we kept saying, hey, this is a hot bowl porridge for TJ. Because like, what, yeah. what's happening with this guy? Yeah. And then you sort of like start to expect yep. that elevated level of play. And so now it's like, yeah, he had a really good game that may have earned him a hot bowl porridge halfway you know, into the year or early in the year. And now it's like, yeah, that's who he is. Like yeah. this guy's just a tackling machine was the same thing in Philadelphia, basically replicated his numbers in Chicago, but then was adding some of these impact plays, right? Had three interceptions, you know, got a couple sacks. Like he was all over the place. Like he's in really valuable contributor. Uh, and I, I think, you know, Montez sweat is deserving of the MVP, the defensive MVP for, for the bears. Um, but if not him, Edwards because he's been there the whole year. Yeah. Right. Like, like it's, it's really those two guys for me, although Jalen Johnson is going to be a potential first team all pro. So maybe it should be him, right? Like there's some good players on this team. Um, so, so maybe I need to like slow down on my MVP vote on, on who you give it uh, on the back end here. So That's fine. There, there are a few guys that you could definitely name for sure. I wanted to highlight, uh, you know, one last time, our guy Tyreek Stevenson. I thought he, he had a pretty good game. Um, again, like this is, this is someone who a few weeks ago you might have said, hey, hot bowl porridge. But, yeah. you know, you, we're starting to now expect a little bit higher level of performance out of him, and he continues to deliver. And so uh, I think that's great. And then I just, again, one more time, particularly if this is Justin Fields' last game in a Chicago Bears uniform, just right, the referees not calling late hits on Justin Fields. This is exactly what we expect out of him. Yeah. And they did it once again. Unbelievable that this guy can't get protected like any other quarterback. I, I there there should just be a highlight film of all of the times that Justin Fields just takes a late hit in in the chops and it doesn't get called. He didn't get one call this year, did he? Uh, I can't was, remember if he did. Yeah, the, I, I, I don't understand it. And there was someone who tweeted something out, and I, I didn't fact check it, but you know it's Twitter, so I'm sure it's it might be true. But but they they tweeted out the thing from the uh, there's like a, a penalty.com with the NFL where they track it, and you know he showed you know not one late hit against him, not one unnecessary roughness, nothing. It was just uh, I, I don't see it. I mean, I, you know, there's I don't know. It's he he's a running quarterback, so they don't always get the benefit of the doubt. But you're like, come on, what are we doing when he's he's giving himself up and he's still taking the shots? And you know that Packers guy was slick with it. He kind of put his hands up, like, oh, I'm not really doing it, but he still threw his whole body in there and he got a good shot on field. And of course, he you know had the whiplash action. It was just just brutal. It happens every game, and it just uh, sucks. I mean, they either need to change their interpretation of the rule or, you know, Fields needs to change his approach because he's just he's putting himself in a position to get hurt when he does that. But I just I don't get it. Like, I he's just getting I, down I, now this year. I mean, this year he's sliding and they're still not giving him the day. They're still they're still hitting him. Terrible. It, it's ridiculous. So that was I again, a little bit of this is just me just making sure I say things one last time because yeah. uh, you know, who, who knows if this will happen again. But un, unreal. So, yeah. All right, the 2023 Chicago Bears football season ends at 7 and 10. We were wrong. We said that they were going to be 9 and 8 or on your side of the screen 10 and 7. Uh they blew three leads late in fourth quarters. Uh so there you go. That would have been a lot closer to what we said or somewhere in the range of what we said. Uh, I just want to have some final thoughts from you on this this season this team this roster and you know maybe what you liked and what you want to see going forward it's hard, it's so hard to evaluate it because there's so much uncertainty still to come 
You know, I mean, it's if they run it back with with Flus and with with Getsy and and you know, it, it kind of clouds what we just watched because. You know, two years ago it was fun, fun year watching them go three win team, and you know it's interesting seeing how they all produced. And Justin Fields was a top hundred player in the league, voted by his peers. You're like, okay, there's some nice momentum they built, even though they did so bad. Nice off season for Ryan Poles, which is why we had such high expectations. And then you know, and then this year happened, and and Everflu shows us who he is. You know, he's conservative to a fault. That's who he's going to be. That's probably who he's always going to be. And it doesn't matter who you bring in at offensive coordinator. I, I just don't see it uh, it mattering because Flus is still the guy and he's still making these conservative calls. But but as far as the, you know, DJ Moore was outstanding, was great watching him play. You know, Killer Herbert, you know, he, he kind of had a nice start early, got hurt, bounced back late. You know, I, I like watching him play. And, you know, Justin Fields, when he's out there, you know, it was fun. And, but man. Just a, just a tough season all around as a Bears fan this year. I think one of my takeaways is that this defense has a lot of players that can be good if you put them into a good scheme. I actually don't think this is a great scheme to win a championship. I think it's a good scheme to beat bad teams. Yeah. Um, and again, I know that's not going to make a lot of Bears fans happy, but that that's just what I see. I think a, a good quarterback picks this team apart. And they, and they have, and they, <laughs> they, have. they do it every time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's just, it seems like the most predictable thing. Uh, and, and it just continues to happen. So I would like a different, like people, I, I like Flues as a defensive coordinator. I don't like, yeah. I just, I don't think he's, he's aggressive enough. I don't think he plays what I would consider to be modern day professional defensive football, um, which is, uh, is, is going to be a detriment if you keep him around. There's that turnover luck's not always going to continue um, on that, like the hot streak that they had. And it's certainly not enough to, to take down any good quarterback. I think one of the non bears takeaways is that unfortunately Jordan love is above the line of, you know, bad quarterbacks that this defense can beat, which is, was a question mark coming into this season. And that's an unfortunate one to be, uh, have an answer the, the wrong way. If you're a yeah. bears fan, on offense, I think they're close to having enough quality starting players along the entire starting front, but there's work to be done. They need to add to the receiving core. They absolutely, obviously need to have a center, and they need to add depth along the offensive line. So when they do get nicked up, you're not going to see these horror shows every week for whoever's taking snaps. So there's still work to be done. But again, a modern scheme with someone who understands how to sequence plays, uh, someone who uh, who understood? <laughs> yeah, I know. I like the thing with Getsy and, and with Flus, they're both both their play calling. I mean, with <laughs> Flus, you know, he had more of a of a leg to stand on. Obviously, he's done a lot more, but it's just you know, it's it's not what you want to see. You you, you kind of saw Jordan Love picking apart in the game. I mean, he he found those holes in in the zone defense pretty much at will. I mean, and this is Jordan Love, and like you said, it's we had hoped Jordan Love would not be the next great Packer quarterback and I think it's still still too early to tell but he sure as hell is not going to be bad sure looks like he could be a good Packers quarterback if not a great one which is unfortunate hopefully he's just like good enough to uh make them waste a lot of years and, and never get to the promised land but we'll see about that he's in the playoffs we'll see what happens he's in the playoffs they got yeah. a chip in the chair and that's that's a you know as an NFL fan that would be great it'd be nice to you know have your you know, oh 
they're a wild card team. I get to do something on on yeah. wild card weekend uh, and watch watch my favorite team play, even if they lose. You know, that'd be a nice change of pace. So, all right. Well, we're going to get out of here on the podcast. We're going to stick around for the final time this year to talk to the YouTube guys. We, the cadence for the off season. I don't know. We'll we're see. We're all over the place. Yeah, we're all over the place. It is what it is. Um, but we'll we'll try to come up with something where this show comes back every once in a while. Oh, for maybe sure. Maybe have some yeah. guests. Um, you know, maybe bring bring it in. You know, during the year, it's just the two of us. You know, we've got our categories and everything. But I think we can kind of shift it in the off season to, to to bring in some other guys, get some other perspectives, and and see what we can do with that. So. Look forward to that, but it won't be a standing meeting at, you know, six o'clock on Mondays anymore, probably yeah. until next fall. So, um, but thank every, I want to thank everybody that does tune into the show live or later or on the podcast, whatever. Uh, we, we love the feedback. We love uh, interacting with you guys. We love, you know, people posting on Twitter about my trench tribute this week is so and so like, I mean, we love it. Uh, we love to see that stuff. So um it's a it's a privilege to be able to talk bears you know kind of lead some of these bears conversations with you guys and uh, and to you Lester year number three in the books uh, for this show and it's a pleasure uh, bringing bears coverage with you. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I love I love uh, doing what we do each each week here and you know I reiterate everything you said. You know it's it's uh, you know you guys are here. You're tuning in whether it's video, whether it's podcasts, you know, the, the numbers are still good, even though the bears are still stinky. It's, it's, that's, that's why it's kind of weird, but you know, th there's, we have a passionate fan base, you know, I mean, we thought we were going to have a winning season this year, you know, I can't imagine how, how, how things will pop when the bears have a chance to, to be good again. And, you know, I just hope I'm alive to see it. If the Bears are consistently good. How much fun will that be? Just give us oh. like a five-year run. So yeah, yeah, that's all I need, you know? Great. Man. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much uh, for this 2023 season. And we look forward to talking about the offseason and talking about 2024. And until the next time, bear down.